Art of the Kickstart, episode 67. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Guys, before we jump into the interview, I want to thank today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com, the company that's helping crowdfunders everywhere. Guys, one of the questions that I've been getting a ton from listeners is, how do I know if my Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to launch? It's ready to dominate. So you know what? I created a 23-step success guide based off the 80 inventor interviews consulting that I've done. This will take you step-by-step through launching your Kickstarter campaign, making sure you have everything that you need to make it happen. Artofthekickstart.com slash checklist to get our 23-step guide to making sure you're ready to kill it on Kickstarter. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm pretty pumped to have Rusty Jahunger and Joe Spadola from Blue Robotics, the company that's revolutionizing marine research with the T-100 thruster on the line today. Thanks so much for coming, guys. Thanks for having us. So we normally start these interviews off with a success quote, a life quote. You guys don't really have one. You like to take life by the seat of your pants. So let's jump right into you guys, right into the business. You raised over $100,000 on Kickstarter, which is a phenomenally successful. But take us back to the beginning. Where did Blue Robotics start for you guys? Uh, well, Blue Robotics started about a year ago with Joe and I. We, we, were, we were both working full-time jobs. Uh, we're both aerospace mechanical engineers. And we were looking for a cool side project to do, something fun that would leverage our skills and talents and do something cool. And what we came up with was a solar-powered surfboard. We're both surfers. Uh, we figured we'd take one of our old boards, put a solar panel on it, put a few motors and propellers, and then a microcontroller with a GPS and try to send it across the ocean robotically. And in the process, we found everything we needed to do that except for the thruster, the motor and propeller. And at that point, we did a lot of research. We found a lot of people online who are looking for that exact thing and we're not having any success finding it. Uh, right now, you'd have to pay 500 to $3,000 to get a thruster that would work for that application. So we decided to design our own, um, and it turned out into, turned into a pretty cool product. You know, we were excited to offer it to a lot more people so that they can do cool projects as well. So I think that's really cool. You take, A, what you guys are amazing at, which is the tech side of engineering, creating products, and then B, what you love, surfing. You guys are in Southern California, so... It's obviously the absolute perfect place to do this, the perfect product to do it on. How did you how did you get into I guess yeah, how did you get into surfing? That is kind of a big aspect of this, surfing and the ocean, marine biology. How'd you get into it all? Well, we're we're both fairly new surfers. We've only been surfing for about a year and a half. Um, and so we had a newly found love for the ocean and the, lo- the love for the ocean down here in Southern California. I've lived here for eight years, but had barely stuck a toe in the water because it's so cold. But once you have a wetsuit and a surfboard, it's a blast. So we had we had the surfboard sitting around. We knew what it was like to to paddle on one, and we figured, why not do that with a robot? <laughs> so one question I've got, I know I'm not super familiar with the field, but I'm thinking, okay, so we have boat motors. You've got RC boats. You've got things that can go on the water. What makes a thruster different than what powers those boats? Where, where's the difference? Well, the idea of a thruster itself is a contained 
unit where the motor and the propeller and everything is contained instead of having a shaft that goes through a bolt hole, for instance. And we wanted to use that because it's a single compact solution that would be easy to mount on a surfboard. And we wanted something that was reliable and would last for months and months at sea. Even a shaft going through the hole would eventually have water coming up inside, or if the boat flipped over, you could get water inside. So that wasn't really a good option to us. We wanted something that was going to last no matter what. And when we were doing our research, we realized that most of the people who are interested in this sort of product are building, are, are not building surface vehicles. They're building underwater vehicles, uh, like remotely operated underwater vehicles. And they would need something like this, more fully integrated and usable on an underwater vehicle. So one thing that seems absolutely awesome when I check out this product, it reminds me of James Bond just grabbing onto that underwater <laughs> underwater go-get-it device, and he comes into a secret hidden lair and shoots up the bad guys. Is that kind of what you guys were going for when you designed this? Something that could function in those ways? We definitely thought of using it for that, and we plan on testing it to do that. The, the T-100 itself is a little bit weak for powering a human, but uh, we've also got the T-200 thruster in the works, which has more thrust and should be plenty to propel a person around while you're scuba diving or free diving or in a pool. Whatever you want to do with it, it'd be pretty fun. So what you have right now, it's not powerful enough for a human, but what it is powerful enough is for a lot of the do-it-yourselfers, the hackers, the makers, people that are trying to create underwater vehicles, especially for marine research. What kind of response have you gotten reaching out to those kind of communities? We've got an amazing response from an incredibly diverse group of people. In fact, most of our backers are, or not, I wouldn't say most, but at least half of our backers are international. So these thrusters are going to be all over the world, and we've got a huge number of applications from people who want to we put them on kayaks or on their scuba tank to people building their own ROVs, people modifying commercially available ROVs, and even a few people who are trying to do a very similar solar-powered boat. We've got more than one who want to use the thruster for that. It's really fascinating to see all the applications people have in mind and really cool to see that your product can make that happen. There's so many awesome use cases for it. But at the same time, that makes it kind of tough. What are some of the issues you guys had with developing a product like this, something that's relatively revolutionary and pretty tough to piece together? Well, it was definitely a long process. We went through a lot of prototypes. The The one that we're selling is probably the eighth prototype in a, in a series that started in a very, very different place. Along the way, we always kept in mind that we wanted it we wanted it to be a all-around product that could be used in almost any situation. So wherever possible, we made it really easy to mount and you know mount on a surfboard or an underwater vehicle or a scuba tank. It's easy in all those places and make it as easy to use as possible. And I think we've accomplished that. We'll we'll see once they get into the hands of our customers. Yes, that is the absolute test. Speaking of which, what did you do in terms of pre-Kickstarter testing with potential customers. How, when and how did you get this into the hands of people that would potentially be using it to get their feedback? It's always terrifying as an inventor or an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, we did a lot of testing in-house here. We have tanks set up for different test conditions, and we would run the testers for weeks at a, or the thrusters for weeks at a time to make sure that uh, they wouldn't corrode or degrade or wear out. And then we uh, we haven't done too much outside testing, but we do have a few beta test thrusters um, in the hands of a few people we trust who are uh, doing similar tests and giving us their feedback, and it's been really helpful. 
What are some of the cooler applications? We've talked about a lot of them, but you spoke of a surfboard crossing the ocean. That's that's pretty exciting for people. Have you had any really just unbelievably out there requests from backers from the community at large in terms of functionality for the product? I've had a few people who want to use them in combination with UAVs. So they want to make a unmanned aerial vehicle that can also travel on the water or can drop off a, a water craft and then fly away. We'd really like to try to take the thruster as deep as possible. It's The design is inherently very resistant to extreme pressures. So theoretically, you could take it to depths far beyond what any amateur has achieved in the ocean, which would be really cool to see. That is really exciting. Where do you see technology like this and other things that people are creating taking marine research? We know so little about the ocean. It's such a vast a vast area. Is that a big focus for you guys? Exactly, and it definitely is. I think we're at the beginning of a revolution here in terms of what robotics can do to forward the the knowledge of the ocean. If you've looked at the way that other robotic fields like unmanned aircraft or ground robotics have expanded in the last few years, it's mind-blowing what has happened in, you know, in just three or four years. And a lot of that hasn't seemed to affect the underwater world as much as I would expect. So we're excited to see what you know, people like you and me can do once they have some of the tools needed to do that in their hands. I think we'll see a lot of cool changes in the near future. And to get the products into the hands of backers, into consumers, you need to get them interested. You need to get them excited. And you need to market great products. You guys did a great job of that. You raised, like I said, six figures on Kickstarter with a pretty cool product. What do you guys do in terms of marketing pre-launch during the campaign to make this campaign a massive success? Well, we have a very targeted user base, customer base that we found mostly from online communities um, like DIY drones or Open ROV that are targeted towards hobbyist robotics. Uh, we also reached out to a lot of different underwater competition teams that build underwater robots for college, high school, and younger competitions. Um, and we've gotten a very, very strong response from those teams as well. And, you know, that that marketing strategy turned out really well. We raised a few thousand dollars in the first two minutes of the campaign. Wow, that's and awesome. Strong there. Yeah, you need to start strong and then just have your campaign just keep running. You guys seem to have done a pretty good job with that. I want to jump into the launch round. How's that sound, Cass? Sure. If you're a solo founder or you're building a business on the side, you don't have that time that it takes to ship out all those Kickstarter and Indiegogo campaign rewards to your backers. It just takes absolutely forever. If you want help with that, work with eFulfillmentService.com, the company that's sponsoring Art of the Kickstart, that's helped campaign creators for way too long. They know what they're doing. They're great at helping small startups and e-commerce companies do what they need to do, get those products out to their backers, to their customers. Check them out, artofthekickstart.com slash EFS. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. Guys, I have an awesome update I want to tell you about. I asked you guys, what do you need? What's holding you back from crowdfunding success, from building the business you all wanted to build? Overwhelmingly, it was challenges with Kickstarter, launching campaigns. You guys wanted a step-by-step course walking you through exactly what it takes to succeed on Kickstarter. So that's what we're building. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart launch course. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash course, you can check out 
and pre-order the course that's going to take you through each and every single stage of running a successful Kickstarter campaign. This is based off of 80 inventor interviews, consulting with clients, and working so much more with crowdfunding. If you want a step-by-step guide to take you through exactly what it takes to succeed, this is for you. Pre-order today or just learn more at artofthekickstart.com slash course. So first question for you guys. You're both engineers, which means that you're great with logistics. You're great with logical thinking. I'm the same way. How do you find creative problems to solve and put a new and innovative twist on them? In terms of finding problems, I think everyday life brings you lots of problems. And, you know, you dream of the possibilities of what could be done, and then you find a way to do it. Uh, that's exactly how this project started, and I think that's how most projects start. You find you find a problem, you find something you want to solve, and it drives you crazy until you figure out how. How do you know if it's worth solving? That's a big issue for people. I guess that takes a lot of research. We, In our case, we did a lot of research into the number of customers we could expect and how many people were looking for this, and it turned out that a lot of people were. But I think that really comes down to what you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to achieve something for yourself or you're trying to build a product for a lot of people, uh, the, the criteria there is completely on, on yourself. I think the Kickstarter platform uh, is an excellent way to kind of test, or it's a litmus, te- a litmus test for uh, how well your product might actually sell in the real world. It's nice that you, with Kickstarter, can actually sell product that you don't have to buy tons of at the beginning. You know, Previous to Kickstarter, if you wanted to sell something You'd either have to do um, a lot of market research on your own and, and make the best estimate that you possibly can. But with Kickstarter, you can pitch this idea, show them how well you've gone, and if they believe in you, then you know you know you can continue developing and you, you don't have to worry about spending that, that initial cost to buy all the products or buy all the parts to make the product. Yeah, crowdfunding and pre-sales was absolutely changing the game. And exactly. Kickstarter especially. So you guys, both of you, have there been any Kickstarter campaigns that really stand out to you, ones that really motivated you or just made your jaws drop? I definitely think so. I've backed quite a few campaigns myself. And first of all, I think that was a great education for running our own campaign down the line because I saw what worked and what didn't work. And some of the, some of the campaigns we've backed, we've, uh, we backed the Pegasus Touch 3D printer. There was an active DC load a few months ago, the Smart Scope Oscilloscope. Some really, really great tools for electronics work and you know a number of other projects i backed a coffee maker that was really cool there's all all sorts of things there's so many cool designs and products on kickstarter now let's let's get into into drones into robotics like we were saying before especially with the internet with the vast knowledge that people are sharing makers and creators everywhere are making cooler and crazier products every single day what are some of the craziest things you guys are seeing right now that you can't wait to see change the world well, the world of drones is, is pretty crazy. The things that are being done and the way that it's changed in just a few years is wild. And I'm really excited to see what happens when the airspace opens up and people are able to use the drones in a much more open and legal way. And then we're obviously very excited about what you can do in the ocean. The, you know, dr- drones, work, drones are great over land. There's huge numbers of opportunities because people live on land and there's lots of stuff to look at. In the ocean, it's a lot more biology and ecology um, and exploring the unexplored you know, versus filming buildings and people and action and things like that. 
So I'm really excited to see the direction that people take marine robotics and the things that they're able to do with that. It's a little different arena. You guys are going to donate some free T100s to search for Nessie, right? <laughs> yep. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Hopefully, hopefully you guys will have some cool impacts on marine, marine biology in general <laughs> outside of that. Have there been any entrepreneurs or role models in your lives that have really influenced you guys? Any great pieces of advice or things they've said that really changed your world? Uh, I think we're we're constantly inspired by the work of other small businesses like ourselves, like like three D Robotics, Chris Anderson and Jordy there, the guys at Open ROV, David and Eric. Um, they've done some incredible things uh, using this sort of maker model of starting a business using Kickstarter, using open source software. That's definitely been a huge inspiration and a catalyst for us forming our own business. So it's book time. Have there been any books that have been real influential as you guys, as entrepreneurs, as creators, things that helped open up your mind or just changed your journey at all? We're not big readers. <laughs> no worries. You're, you're out there creating. No time to read, right? Yeah. Well, lots, of, lots of reading on the internet, but not books. I absolutely feel you. I do audiobooks and podcasts personally because it's yeah. cool while you're doing manual work to just try to learn something. But yeah. Completely understand. It's so, so hard to find the time to sit down and read a book when you've got so much stuff to do. And when you want to read, you just want it to be nonfiction. You want to just turn your mind off for a sec. I completely understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or not nonfiction. You know what I mean. Anyway, so let's jump out of the launch round. Let's go back to you guys. Blue Robotics. So you killed your Kickstarter campaign. But at the same time, you always can do better. What things did you guys learn? What mistakes did you make? Successes did you have that you would want to pass down? to new Kickstarter campaign creators, things they can learn from you that can help them dominate on their own? Uh, well, I do think I think we did a pretty good job. I'm pre we're particularly happy with the marketing we did up front and the initial response we got. I think the, the actual structure of the rewards in the campaign was a difficult thing for us. It was difficult before the campaign when we were thinking about it. I've seen quite a few campaigns have worked like this recently where they offer a base product and they offer add-ons or different configurations of that, and you have to add additional cost for each of those add-ons, um, which is exactly what we did. We had a thruster reward level, and you know you could double that for two thrusters, triple it for three thrusters, and then we had speed controllers for those thrusters that could be added onto that amount. Um, and unfortunately, at the moment, the Kickstarter platform doesn't offer a way to do multiple quantities or to have add-ons to a pledge. So the most difficult part on our end so far has been tracking exactly what everybody intended to order. And because we relied on you know, the customers themselves to calculate the total, uh, we ended up with quite a few people who uh, you know, made small errors or weren't clear on exactly how to do it. And you know, we've had to make, we had to make a Kickstarter credit item on our online store <laughs> so that people, after the fact, could go in and correct their orders. So I'd say that's the, that's the biggest issue with the campaign i think otherwise i think you know we put a lot of hard work into it and things went better than we could have expected that is a really big pain if you want to give people options of different different styles different products it is very tough nice. with kickstarter what's next for you guys what's next for blue robotics you talked a little bit about the t200 is that kind of where you guys are going next a new crowdfunding campaign not a new crowdfunding campaign, actually. We, we introduced a few new products during the Kickstarter campaign as stretch goals. So we started with, the, we started with just the T100 thruster and a, an ROV, remotely operated underwater vehicle called the Blue ROV. Uh, and then when we hit one of our, our second stretch goal, we introduced the Blue ESC, 
or electronic speed controller, um, which is a it's a little electronic board that is required to use the motor. And generally, you would buy this off the shelf. You can buy it. They're on quadcopters and airplanes, and they're pretty standard part. But because they're not waterproof, you'd have to mount them inside the hull of your vehicle. The blue ESC that we're building is mounted directly inside the thruster. It's waterproof. It's water-cooled. It's pressure-proof. And makes it much easier to connect the thruster up on a vehicle. Um, and it you know, frees up a lot of space in the, the central electronics container of the ROV or the boat or whatever it happens to be. And so that product is still in development. We've done a lot of prototype testing, but we don't have the final product where you know, we don't have our supply chain completely figured out for that. Uh, and then one of our last stretch goals that we hit in the last 48 hours of the campaign uh, was the T200 thruster which is a slightly larger version of the T100. Uh, we basically replace the internal components with a larger motor inside so that it gets more thrust. Um, and we've had actually a huge, huge interest in that from our backers. A lot of people are looking for larger amounts of thrust, want to power pretty big vehicles or put them you know, on a kayak or a scuba tank. So we're, we're excited to work on that, and that stretches us out for quite a bit of time since we're, those products are still under development. So we'll be working on that and fulfilling all the Kickstarter rewards for the next six months. That's awesome. You guys are busy, but at the same time, you're making it happen, which means you're doing something right. And I want to wrap up now. You guys have been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. I have one last question for you. Yeah. So as two entrepreneurs, you guys have done it, but at the same time, there's people out there that haven't. Do you have any piece of advice for people, inventors, innovators, people that want to put out an awesome product, build an awesome business, and could just use, use a little motivation, use a little guidance? What would you tell them? Well, I definitely think it's hard work. It takes a lot of takes a lot of motivation and dedication and perseverance. And you know, we started this, you know, thinking that oh, maybe we'll make a hundred of these and they're going to be really simple. You know, we'll probably hand machine a few of the parts ourselves. And that, you know, the our, our ideas and our dreams kept getting bigger and bigger as we got further along in the process, which is really cool and has you know has brought us to a much more exciting place than we started. And it keeps motivating you every time you hit that next level. You just take it to the next level yourself. You guys are doing that, and I'm really excited about what what you're doing. I think it's a pretty cool product. I think there's a lot of potential in the coming years for what you guys are doing. But now I want to give you guys a chance. You've been on here. You've shared a story. Hopefully, you've helped some people out, and they've enjoyed it. Pitch your product now. Why should people check out Blue Robotics? Why is what you guys are doing awesome? Where can they find you? Give yourself your seconds to shine. All right, well, Blue Robotics is a company dedicated to providing enabling components for the field of marine robotics. Marine robotics is underwater vehicles, surface vehicles, anything that's going to go in the water that you can think of. And we're building, our first product is the T100 thruster, which is an electric motor and propeller designed for these applications. It's only a little over $100 and uh, can work for months at a time in the open ocean or in a lake wherever you want to use it, and, and power your vehicle. The next best option to that is hundreds of dollars more or you know, much lower quality, much less efficient. There's almost unlimited applications for what can be done, and the ocean is 95% unexplored. And we need you know, people beyond just regular scientists to help do that. So check us out. Yeah, it's like the information of the crowd. The more people get their hands on this, the more we're going to learn about the ocean, things we don't know. For sure. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. You're taking marine biology, marine research, 
so much farther forward and we're all better off for it. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. It means a lot. Thanks for having us, Matt. Awesome. Hey guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you like the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.